welcome to The Hive Podcast, a show that helps inspire you to pursue your passions and ambitions. My name is Jared Spink and I'm your host. I'm a photographer, videographer, and entrepreneur. Join me as I sit down with other entrepreneurs and creators to learn more about their process, how they've built communities around their brands, and the experiences they've had along the way. I hope that these conversations inspire you to pursue your goals. You're listening to The Hive Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Hive Podcast. Thanks for listening and watching each and every week. I'm so happy to have you joining me in another fantastic discussion with an amazing creative. This week's guest is Gil Dormius. Gil, welcome to the Hive Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, man. I'm really excited to have you on. You know, we actually got connected through Instagram, but I think it was Travis Brown from Poddex that initially uh, put you on my radar. And this was a while ago. He's like, you got to have him on the podcast. So I'm fine. I'm glad we finally uh, connected and, and made it happen. So thanks so much for your time. You're a photographer, videographer, podcaster, just all around creative entrepreneur. Did I, did I cover it? Am I missing anything? Uh, no, that's, I think that's pretty much a oh, coffee lover, coffee lover. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Uh, you know, I was really excited to have you on because you just released a YouTube video. Um, I think it was this week talking about the first camera you ever got. And, and that really, that really sparked like something in me where I was like, okay, you got to come on. We got to talk about this. And I think it's a great topic to talk about remembering why you got started. You kind of want, you want to walk the the listeners and the viewers kind of through that, that video. And if you, if you guys want to go see it, it'll be linked down in the description and the show notes, but Gil, why don't you take it away and kind of walk the listeners through that video and what the whole purpose of that video was. So the video was about uh, budget cameras because all over YouTube, Instagram, you have all these content creators who showcase, you know, expensive cameras, microphones, and whatever the case is. And you kind of get discouraged as a beginner creator because you see all these people with these expensive gear and it's, it's kind of easy to just fall into, I wish I had this, but you don't realize that if you were to get this specific camera or gear, you wouldn't know how to use it, nor would you appreciate it. And I remember my first camera, which is the Nikon J1, it was a small camera and I maxed out everything. I did everything with it, photos, videos, GIFs and all that, whatever. And I used it to its limits to the point where I hit a ceiling and then that's when I was able to upgrade and I felt that I was able to upgrade because I did everything I could with that camera. And I feel like as a creator, we tend to just be consumers and like, I need to buy this, I need to buy this, but don't fully appreciate the gear. Yeah, I, I full on believe in that. I mean, I'm guilty of it too, right? Like having that gear acquisition syndrome and always wanting like the next thing. And the, you know, if I just get this, like I'm set, but then there's always that next thing. But what really hit home for me on that video is like, remembering why you got started doing what you're doing in the first place. And you kind of, you went into that in that video, like that camera, that $20 camera that you bought at like, was it like at a pawn shop or something too, right? Where, yeah, it was like, it's it like a thrift store. And it was, it was missing the lens. What did it even have a, 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 yep. a cap over the sensor or was it just open? No, just exposed, no battery, uh, no lens, scuff marks all over it. And it looked like a toy. But I love photography and I love gear. I'm a gear connoisseur. 
And I wanted that camera. Like when I was in high school, I actually made a GoFundMe for that specific camera and I never got it. But it just was the idea like, wow, here's this camera that I wanted so bad as a high schooler. It's in a, it's in a pile of like books, toys, and it's for 20 bucks. That's so awesome. So you, you got that camera and it kind of, what did it do for you? It, I mean, you went into it in the video. It just, it kind of sparked your love for photography, right? It sparked my love for photography, filmmaking. I made a bunch of short films. I still have them today. I made uh, f- short films with my friends. I did some mock interview videos with myself. The camera had so many features that it let me understand photography and filmmaking, shutter speed, aperture, slow-mo. It had 240 frames per second. And I got to understand what that is and how to use it properly. It had a flash. It just made me realize that photography is an art and a science. And I fell in love with it. Yeah, I think it's so important. And what I loved about that video was just remembering why you got started. Remember why you got into photography. Remember why you got into to videography. We can get so distracted about, you know, like, oh, this shoots 6K, this shoots 8K. Oh, this has great audio. I need to get this. And we lose track, I think, about like, we lose track on why we got started and we start to maybe even lose our, our passion and our love a little bit for the craft because we get so just hooked into the gear and then, you know, client work and, and doing all this other stuff that we forget. Hey, I, I initially got into this because I have a passion for it. And so I think that was, that was such a great video going back to your first camera. Let's talk about, (laughs) let's, you went into it a little bit too. Let's talk about budget cameras. You know, we, we talk about in, in this niche, in this creative niche of cameras, you know, we're always talking about like, you know, does this shoot 4K 60 or 4K 120? Is it shooting 6K? Is it shooting ProRes RAW? You know, what am I, am I getting B-RAW out of this? Like, what's the max I can get? But those aren't like the best cameras for, you know, someone getting into photography. And you brought out a good point in that video that budget cameras have a place in photography. Those beginner cameras have a place. You want to go into, go into detail why you feel like those budget and those entry-level cameras still are relevant today in 2021? Well, speaking, thinking about it right now is the fact that they start you out somewhere. They have a ceiling. They have specific things that they can do, specific features for a specific niche as a beginner photographer, beginner uh, filmmaker. And there's nothing wrong with budget cameras. Like, I hate that negative connotation that they have, but it's there for a reason because you can't do everything with it. You can, but you can't. And I, when I do consultations with my clients, they always want the Sony A1. They always want the Sony A7S III, the Black Magic. You know, they, they don't know why they want it, but they're, they want it because they see all over YouTube. And I tell them, just get this entry-level camera. That way you can start that passion for photography, that passion for filmmaking. And that's what these beginner cameras do. They spark that love. Like, can you imagine if I got a Sony A1 at the thrift store for 20 bucks? I would have no appreciation for this art form. I just would be like, I found an amazing camera. I don't know anything about it. I don't know what's raw. I don't even have the computing power to process a raw video. So that's why I would say beginner cameras, budget cameras, there's a place for that, especially for different type of creators. Yeah, like... I'm when somebody somebody asks like, hey, what camera should I get? They're just getting into it, or maybe they just want to like 
hey, go get the pack at Costco. Like, just go get that, like, you know, the, the cheap pack that comes with a couple lenses because you're not going to spend a lot of money and you're going to see if you have a passion for photography and, and filmmaking, right? It's, you're not going to go broke and you're going to learn what features you like, what features you, you don't yep. like. So yeah, I full, I totally believe in that too. Just like you, that, you know, budget cameras have a place and they're a good starting point. I mean, if you're just starting and you get a, a Sony a one, you, you're probably going to be disappointed because your skills don't match up to what that camera is capable of. And you are probably going to think that you need to shoot at all the top specs of that camera and you're not going to know how to use it and you're not going to know what to do with those files. Yeah. And you're probably just going to get frustrated and give up. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of my clients, uh, when I do consultations, they're like, Hey, what are you shooting on? I'm like, I'm shooting on a, a Sony a seven C. All right. I'm getting that camera. Why? Oh, you, you got it. Yeah. Because I, I've made to, made it to the point where I know what my needs are as a creator. I need the flip out screen. I need the, uh, the confidence in knowing that my camera is going to be in focus. I need the, the ecosystem of the Sony vast lenses and this adapt, adaptability with different, you know, lenses. So I know that's what I need. You don't know what you need yet. So start with an entry-level camera. I always suggest them get the Sony a6100, a5100, because it's a budget camera that has a vast you know, amount of lenses you can use, uh, settings, picture profiles. That way you can start your photography filmmaking journey and then know where to go next. Yeah. And you talk to any photographer or videographer, they can remember that first camera that they started on too, right? And you can see like that that sparkle in their eyes and that like that smile start to come through and that joy when they start talking about it. Like you, it's just, it's amazing to watch and they're great professionals at what they do now, but they didn't start with, with the latest and greatest. And when you, when you bring up that topic of like, tell me about your first camera and what, and what you shot on, right? it kind of reignites that, that spark and that interest. And, you know, so there is, there is a place for them. I mean, what keeps me going, I, I love going back to old photos I took, and this is why it's important to, to keep everything stored on hard drives, because you might've even brought this up in one of your videos that I was watching that, you may take a photo and you don't, you know, it's good, but you're, you're struggling with the edit and you can't full on get the most out of it. Save it because as your skills get better, it's so fun to go back to those old files and see what you can do now out of them. Yeah. I'm getting chills because like just before we went on live, I found this old hard drive and I had a couple of raw images that I've taken with uh, Nikon D3200. And I'm looking at the, the, just the information on the photo. Like I shot this in this frame rate. I didn't understand why. Then I editing it in Lightroom is like, wow, this is a great photo. There's no way I would have been able to edit something like this back then with the knowledge that I had. So it's, it's great. I always say that in my last video, always save your photos. Don't delete them because you, you're going to learn how to edit properly. Yeah. That's such a, such a good point. So Gil, I want to talk about what you're doing now. We, we talked a little bit about how you got started with, with your first Nikon and how that kind of sparked your interest in photography and filmmaking. What happened after that? You know, where, where did you go, go from there? Because now, you know, you're doing tons of client work. You have a podcast, you got a YouTube channel, you're killing it. What were the next steps after, you know, that love was sparked? 
Well, after my love of photography, uh, I started doing more video work and video podcasts. I fell in love with podcasting like early on, 2007, 2008, with the first iPod. And I fell in love with video podcasts because that's something that Apple had back then. And I always wanted to do it. So I started my podcast with my friends. I bought so many equipment, just trial and error, learning how to master the art of videography and audio with podcasting. It was hard and I sucked at first, but I didn't give up. Now I manage clients' podcasts. Uh, I have a you know, growing YouTube channel, so I'm just trying to do that. But I really love creating uh, for other people's and seeing them create content with my camera and having them like, wow, that's great. I sound amazing. I look amazing. It's, it's great. So that's what I'm doing now, uh, managing people's podcasts and filming it. How long did it take from, you know, that, that initial spark to where you decided, hey, I want to try to make a living doing this? I think that it's inevitably going to happen <laughs> with, with creatives. Yeah. If yeah. you really have a creative passion, you're going to go from that, that spark of interest, that joy you have when you first get started. And initially, and not initially, but eventually, you're going to be like, hmm. I wonder if I can do this and make money. Wait, like what 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 was that turning point for you? It was always there, just to be honest. I know a lot of people will say, "Well, I didn't I'm not in it for the money." I mean, this this equipment costs money. It costs time. This information that we're we're consuming takes time and energy. So there's going to be a, a time and place where we're compensated for it, right? So it always was there, but I always wanted to make sure that I do it right. I don't just go out and say, hey, pay me now. I just, you know, let me just learn what I need to learn. So then when I provide this content or uh, service to this client, it's the top notch. There's nothing that they have to worry about. And I get compensated for it pretty good. You know what I'm saying? So it's always was there. I just wanted to make sure that I line my stones, whatever that phrase is, run my ducks in the row. There you go. So that when I do ask, <laughs> I got it. So when I do ask for, uh, compensation, it's like, yeah, of course, you, you create great content, you're a, you're a great person. And yeah, of course, I'll pay with whatever. Yeah. I, and I think for me, it wasn't initially like, hey, I want to start making money doing this. It was, I think it, it was from it was, I want like a new camera, or I want a new lens, right? That was that's what it was for me. And you're like, okay, well, if I want that, I wonder if I can make money with what I have so I can I can start to upgrade. So that, that was kind of the turning point for me. And then it was just like a roller coaster from there. Um, what lessons did you learn along the way? You know, there's always, you know, kind of the school of hard knocks of like learning to be a creative that's in business. So what were some of those lessons you learned starting off that can help people that are deciding to make that jump from hobbyist to, I want to start, you know, doing this as a business. So it's a lesson that I'm still learning and I'm still suffering from it because as a creative, we're, we're creatives. We love to create. We love doing cool things. But then I'm learning that clients don't really care. Clients don't care about creativity. They just want to, they want you to do that thing for them. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And there's a lot of times where I'm editing a photo or a video and I'm like adding so much splashes of colors and, and uh, edits. And they're like, cool. I don't really want that. I just want my video, my my uh, my name on the lower third, uh, the video to look bright, and the audio to sound good. And I'm like, you don't want these cuts and B-roll? What's a B-roll? I just I just want to be on camera. Why are you showing other things? Put me on camera 100% of the time. I don't care about anything else. And I'm learning that 
clients don't care. <laughs> and then that means less time editing. That means less time trying to be ex- like worked up about, I'm going to shoot this this way. Clients just want you to create the content that they want and they want to look a specific way. And that's pretty much it. That's what I learned recently. And I think it's important. Like that's, that's so important in that pre-production uh, part of, of client work, you know, having those, those conversations exactly what they want. I always ask for like samples, send me a sample of what you want. Like, I mean, you, there's a reason, you know what you want. You've seen it somewhere else, right? So send me that link, send me that example. And that way I can have an idea of exactly what you want, because I, I think you're right to a point, like we can get carried away with B-roll and, and, you know, transitions and, and all this cool stuff that we love, but it doesn't necessarily fit maybe for, you know, if you're making a corporate video for a dentist <laughs> or, or whatever it is. Right. So those, those pre-production calls, listening to your clients, asking a question and letting them talk and asking for examples, super, super important. Um, well, let's dive into your podcasting now because you, you brought, you brought up how you're super passionate about podcasting. You got into it in the early days of podcasting. Um, what's your podcast about now? Well, right now my podcast is taking a, a long time. Okay, hiatus. okay. Uh, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, me and my co-host, yeah, me and my co-host, we had a podcast called, well, we still have it. It's called Culture Theory. And we just talk about like social issues, uh, issues that are going on in our community, things in the news, and a little bit of tech stuff. But right now I manage and produce a podcast called the Queen's Code Podcast and the the really cool gents podcast. And they're just about, you know, social issues, of course, uh, things going on in the black community, things going on in the music industry, stuff like that. And the Queen's Code podcast is more about woman empowerment and just positivity around womanhood and motherhood. So I think that's really cool because there is a difference between, I think a lot of people have a passion for podcasting and there's different avenues you can go and you're doing that. So you can be a host, right? Or you can be an editor or you can be a producer. Um, what you want to break that down of like some of the differences for, for people, the people that may not understand the different roles in podcasting and how you can still be a part of it, even though you may not like necessarily want to be the host. So you can be a host just simply just coming on a podcast and talking, coming up with ideas, or it can be a, a producer and that could entail, uh, finding topics of getting the, the cover finding a host service and making sure that the podcast is scheduled and uploaded on a timely basis, coming up with SEOs and descriptions is something that I do. And that's pretty much what I do. And then I have an, we have an editor on the team where his job is to just edit the audio, uh, find markers, and then do little uh, YouTube shorts or IGTV reels. And that's his role. So my job is to just get the audio, upload it, make sure that there's no issues with you know, levels, make sure that the audio levels are fine, make sure that the description is well written and make sure that the audio is uploaded on a timely basis. I think, you know, as a creative, sometimes you feel obligated to do certain roles and to be, do certain things. Like you think you, like you need to have a podcast. I, I'm a, I have a YouTube channel. I should have a podcast. Maybe you just don't enjoy sitting down and talking into the microphone and it's just another, another thing you got to do, but you enjoy the editing process or you enjoyed the planning process. So as a creative, there there are so many routes you can go other than just, you know, what's apparent. And you're not going to know what you like until you get started and you've tried that stuff out. So you got to just, you got to start, you got to dip your toe in the water 
And then you're going to figure out what you really are passionate about and like doing. And you can be a creative without being in front of the camera. You know, you can do a lot of the background stuff, which is, which is, I, I have to say, probably even more important than being in front of the camera or being in front of the microphone, right? There, there is, there, there's an importance of being on set. You can't, I, I tell everybody who's a creative, who's trying to be a creative, find somebody, assist them because you'll find out that, wow, I didn't know that there's an editor for this. I didn't know there's a specific job where you could do this. And you don't know it until you're in the fields, you're in the weeds actually doing it. Then you find out that these are these other opportunities. Oh, there's a stylist. There's a set designer who creates a set design for a podcast. I didn't know that's a job. So just go out there and just pretty much ask, hey, do you need help with this? Anything? Hey, I, I can assist you on this shoot and just find out and put yourself out there. Yeah. Just getting started and, and diving into it. So important, you guys. I mean, I, I say it all the time on this on this podcast. Just get started. Just get started with a plan, but just get started and that can look different for everybody. Like you said, it could be just asking like, hey, can I be on set and kind of just help do whatever you need and learn because then you'll figure out what you're passionate about. And when you have passion, you're going to succeed. So kind of to wrap things up and, and to stay on topic with what we've been talking about, you know, how important is it for you to look back at those early days when you were just getting started as a photographer, videographer, and does that have an impact on you now and, and help you keep going? Well, I keep all my old videos on my YouTube, all my old photos on my Instagram and Facebook because I want people to go on there and see how I started and where I am now. And it's important for me to look back and say, wow, I didn't know I can do that back then. Back then, that this was an idea. Like I, I know it sounds so cliche, but I actually have a journal of all the things that I didn't know and what I wanted to know. And I look back on them. So, yeah, it's important. <laughs> I, I think yeah, it I mean, it's important for me, too, because you can get and we've already kind of touched on this, but you can get so wrapped up in client work and gear and forget about the craft itself and, and why you got started and why you enjoyed it. So I think it's it's so important for us to, to take a moment and look back and, and find that motivation again on why we got started. And it's it's going to help you going to help you to keep going. Well, Gilt, man, I really have enjoyed having you on the show. And, you know, I'm glad we got to, you know, finally schedule this and, and, and get you on. So thank you so much for your time. And yeah, let's let's do it again soon. Oh, yes, please. Let me know. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Hive Podcast. And we really wanted to touch on the theme of how important it is to just get started as always but also to look back and remember why you got started. So Gil is a fantastic resource. He makes great videos. His uh, YouTube channel will be linked down in the show notes and the description of the podcast. If you want to go check him out, I highly recommend you do. He's just, he's just a great guy to watch on YouTube. So you'll really enjoy it. As always, if you want to get a hashtag just start or any of the high podcast merch, it will be linked down in the show notes, the description of the video. If you're listening in your favorite podcast player of choice, especially if it's the Apple podcast player, make sure to leave a five-star rating. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this video a thumbs up. And don't forget to subscribe. I really appreciate it. I'll talk to you guys next week.